So we are looking at a cute little boy in a bathtub um, who's maybe like four-ish, I'd say. What's going on with him? Yeah, it could be a sinus infection. How do you know that? Is what, what, Shayla? Yeah, you can see there's some swelling here. What about this over here? Right, can you see that? Does he have a fever? His eyes say yes, yeah, yeah. I want you to look at his eyes. This is called sunken eyes, right? Uh, it's about the best picture I can see on a kid. Um, so this kid is not feeling good, right? Uh, the the <coughs> caption was talking about how he had a really bad fever and uh, eventually had some kind of a sinus infection, but you could see the, the circles under his eyes, the dark lines right here, the how his eyes look kind of deep set into his, uh, you know, orbits instead of normal. Uh, the way his face looks, he doesn't look like he's uh, happy. Obviously, he's in a bathtub, so some of this is just condensation and water and stuff. But you could tell this kid has a fever just by looking at him. Um, and and this, is, this is the kind of kid that you need to, when, you, when a child walks into your office looking like this, right, you're, you need to be the one to say, okay, you're going in the back, <laughs> right? Uh, especially if you have an open adjusting area uh, like I do, or I was just up uh, speaking to Hartford this weekend, and the doctor there had a beautiful uh, open adjusting room. But just like me, we all have our private adjusting you know, areas for this kind of a kid. So um, you, know, you see that even if you're busy, you stop your CA and you say, take that kid into the back. He's not playing with any toys. He's not touching anything. Um, because something is certainly you know, going on with him. Um, let's, let's look at this. So this is a study of eyes. That's what I want to do today, is kind of have you look at kids' eyes. So what about this child? What's going on with this little one? It could be a lazy eye, strabismus, or something like that. Um, the reason, because so you can see this eye is looking forward and this eye is looking quite off in another direction. And the reason I want to show this to you is because you're going to see this all way, 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 way more than you ever imagined. Um, uh, and, and a lot of times it's not even picked up. Like this is a pretty obvious or frank uh, example. Matter of fact, it looks a lot worse uh, in this large size than it did uh, when I looked at it on the computer. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more subtle, but this is pretty bad. But what I want you to notice or understand is that we're going to see this a lot, especially in kids who are in preschool and early elementary school, and they are having issues with reading or behavioral issues, and they don't know why, and then you gotta, but, uh, so what I'm very often doing is I'm looking at kids' eyes, and like one of the first things I'll do when I do an exam is I'll look in, the, in someone's eyes, and I'll look, and I kinda look, go this way and this way, I just wanna see, is this kid following me? Is he tracking me? Are both eyes looking at me? Or is one eye not looking at me? <coughs> And if that's the case, then I usually will ask the parent to stand behind me and take a look at the kid and say, can you just look at his eyes from a, from a non-parent point of view? Obviously, the kid is beautiful and gorgeous, and he's got lovely eyes. But I just want you to look at them and just tell me if you've noticed anything to see if they come up with it. And sometimes it'll be the first time they've ever noticed it, and the kid's six or seven years old. And if they don't notice it, then I will say, look at where this eye is, the right eye, and look at where the left eye is, and tell me if they're looking in the same spot. Uh, and the mom or dad will be like, oh, like I never realized this, and he's got great vision, like, you know, 
that he's passed all his eye tests. I'm like, well, this, isn't not, this is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about vision and reading in terms of that he can see a letter. We're talking about, like, why does he have dyslexia? Why does he have um, processing issues? Why is he ADHD? Because he can't focus, right? Both eyes are supposed to be looking at the same thing at the same time. If they're not, then there's a problem. And this is, oh, well, I guess I missed a, a letter there. This is um, a classic example of dyslexia. So I want you to look at her handwriting and some of the, how some of the letters are backwards or jumbled up. Can you guys hear it? So you see how she's getting stuck? Watch how she gets stuck on this last thing. And she wrote this herself, right? She, she essentially copied a, a, something out of a, a book. She wrote this herself, but she's getting stuck on this. And the reason she's getting stuck on these things is because she is unable to process these words herself. So what's happening is, it's like you and I will read stuff you know, in the correct order. So we'll, we'll go from from left to right like this, but imagine your eyes do not track like this. Imagine your eyes start darting up and down. So instead of, instead of reading across like, well, for you guys looking at me, instead of reading this way, right? Imagine it, it goes like this. Imagine it jumps up and down. Imagine it skips entire areas. Once again, are her eyes looking straight like this, right? Something is hard to see because we don't really get a, a good full frontal of her like directly in front of her, we gotta get these side angles. But th those are the kind of things I wanna check because that's what I'll see a lot of times is these kids' eyes will not be positioned, both of them in the same place. So we check that. And like we talked about last week with Melillo's work, we'll check tracking, we'll check accommodation because we want to, to, to don't let certain things go, fall to the wayside because you're not an optometrist, right? These are simple things for us to look at. And we have to explain this sort of stuff because this girl, she might be able to, to be able to, f to get trained on how to get rid of some of her, her dyslexic tendencies. But the dyslexia isn't just a problem of lack of training. You know? That's why I find a lot of dys kids who have dyslexia don't necessarily get better until they start getting adjusted and they do the training. Right? Not, that, so not that they shouldn't do dyslexia training because they should, but sometimes they need special help. Yes? Heterotropia. Yeah. No. no. Um, I was just I'm trying to link this with what I'm learning in functional marrow right now. Okay. About the eyes pointing at the same direction. Okay. Place. Is that the fancy schmancy term for it? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> uh, good question. Um, the the what I, I what I really want to bring out in this is is how important you know the eyes are. Uh, what I like saying to the patients is eyes are the windows to the brain. Eyes are the windows to the brain, which is why we really need for us to look at, at the kids' eyes. And by doing simple eye exercises and simple adjustments, we will see kids have unbelievably remarkable changes. 
So as an example, we had an autistic boy who started about a month and a half ago. Um, and he could not follow anything. He's 10 years old, and he could not follow anything with his <coughs> eyes. Um, even though he was able to read a little bit, but he'd have to put his finger underneath everything, um, and he re read very slowly. And when we started doing tracking, his eyes were just bouncing all over the place. And both his eyes were not focused in the same spot. And just the other day, we did a re-exam on him, and now his eyes can track completely normally, and his eyes are much more focused in the same spot. Just in one month, well, actually two months worth of adjustments and him doing exercises at home, right? So, so this is the power that we have, and we can't just, like, so many people rely on, well, I don't want to do eye tests because that's not really the scope of chiropractic, but it's the scope of the brain, right? And I'm not saying you should do things, you're not prescribing glasses, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Well, we're not prescribing anything. What we're doing is we're saying we have to, in order for that kid to, to have a better brain, their eyes have to work stronger. And 50% of the brain's energy at least is vision. So if we don't work on that, then we're really missing a big piece you know, of the action. And that's <clears throat> what I want to share with you guys <clears throat> today.